ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we began talking about some of the virtues of dhikr last week, some of the virtues of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just to carry on with that as part of this introduction, some more of the virtues of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of those is that a person who engages in a lot of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is a sign and a means of protection from hypocrisy. It is a means or a sign of a person being free of hypocrisy. And that is because it is mentioned about the hypocrites that they do not do the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except a little. وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا That they do not do the remembrance of Allah except a little. They do not do one of the remembrance of Allah except a little. And it is mentioned in the narration of Ka'ab, Man akthara dhikrallahi azza wa jal bari'a minan nifaq. That whomsoever does a lot of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will be free of hypocrisy. He will be free of hypocrisy. Because the sign of the hypocrites is that they do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot. Their remembrance of Allah is simply to show the others that they are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those munafiqoon who are munafiqoon then their worship and their remembrance is only to show that they are upon Islam and they are not in reality. So their remembrance of Allah, their remembrance of Allah is not a great deal. It is not something which is substantial for them. Allah Surata Al Munafiqina Bikawlihi and that is why maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concluded Suratul Munafiqeen with his statement Ya Yuhaladina Amanula Tulhikum Amwalukum Wala Auladukum Andikrilla Wamayaf al Dalika Faula Ika Humul Khasirun that, O oh, you who believe, do not allow your wealth and your children to distract you from the remembrance of Allah. 
And whomsoever does that, then they are the losers. Meaning those who are preoccupied and away from the remembrance of Allah, then they are from the losers. Those who are preoccupied and distracted from the remembrance of Allah, then they are the losers. فَإِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ تَحْضِيرًا مِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمُنَافِقِينَ الَّذِينَ غَفَلُوا عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فَوَقَعُوا فِي النِّفَاقِ وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ So in this is a warning. Allah is warning us to keep away from the trial of the munafiqeen. Those munafiqoon who were negligent of the remembrance of Allah and they fell into their hypocrisy. وَقَدْ سُئِلَ عَلِي إِبْنَ بِطَالِبِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ الْخَوَارِجِ It's mentioned that Ali ibn Abi Talib was asked about the khawarij. Munafiqoonhum are they hypocrites? Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu was asked, Are the khawarij hypocrites? Faqal, Al-munafiqoon la yadhkuroon Allah illa qalila. And he gave them the explanation that the hypocrites are those who do not remember Allah except a little. So he defined what a hypocrite is or one of the defining characteristics of the hypocrites that they are those who do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَهَذَا مِنْ عَلَامَةِ النِّفَاقِ قِلَّةُ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ So from the signs of hypocrisy is a lack of the remembrance of Allah. And when we say from the signs of hypocrisy, then that means it can be upon a Muslim. النِّفَاقُ الْعَمَلِ That type of hypocrisy, the signs of hypocrisy, a Muslim who is negligent of Allah and does not do the remembrance of Allah, then that type of person has a sign of hypocrisy in him. Has a sign of hypocrisy that he does not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except a little. وَعَلَى هَذَا فَكَثْرَةُ ذِكْرِهِ تَعَالَى أَمَانٌ مِنَ النِّفَاقِ Therefore, a person who does a lot of the remembrance of Allah, then that is a safety for him from hypocrisy. Wallahu Azza wa Jal Akramu Min An Yabtaliya Qalban Dakiran bin Nifaq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his nobility, it is greater than him testing a heart that is constantly upon the remembrance of Allah with hypocrisy. Meaning Allah would not place hypocrisy upon a person who is constantly and sincerely remembering him. وَإِنَّمَا ذَلِكَ لِقُلُوبٍ غَفَلَتْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ But the hypocrisy will befall those hearts who are negligent of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So that is one of the benefits of the remembrance of Allah that it serves as a protection and as a safety from hypocrisy. Also, وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّهُ شِفَاءٌ لِلْقَلْبِ That remembrance of Allah, it is a cure for the heart. وَدَوَاءٌ لِأَمْرَاضِهِ And a cure, a medicine for the diseases of the heart. قَالَ مَكْحُولِ ابن عبد الله رحمه الله ذكر الله تعالى شفاء وذكر الناس داء That remembrance of Allah is a cure But the remembrance of the people is an illness Meaning a person who puts all of his time with other people And the remembrance of other people And he forgets about Allah He's only bothered about this world and people and other things Then that is a disease But the remembrance of Allah is a cure ثُمَّ إِنَّ الذِّكْرَ أَيْضًا يُظْهِبُ قَصْوَةَ الْقَلْبَ The remembrance of Allah also takes away the hardness of the heart A person who has a hardening of the heart The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Removes the hardening of the heart فَفِي الْقَلْبِ لَا يُضِيبُهَا إِلَّا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى So there is a hardness in the heart which cannot be melted away except by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a narration uh, where an individual came to Al-Hasan al-Basri Rahimahullah, and he said to him, Ya Aba Sa'id, Ashku ilayka qaswata qalbi. That I am complaining here, I'm here to complain about the hardness of my heart. What can I do about the hardness of my heart? Qal, adhibhu bidhikr. Melt it with the remembrance. Melt it, soften it. With the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then from also the great virtues. And think about this one carefully. From the great virtues and the great benefits of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that when you remember Allah greatly. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you. A specific type of being with you. أَنَّ الذَّاكِرَ قَرِيبٌ مِّن مَذْكُورِهِ وَمَذْكُورُهُ مَعَهُ That the dhakir, the person doing the remembrance, is close to the madhkur, the one whom he is remembering. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَذْكُورُهُ مَعَهُ And Allah will be with him. وَهَذِهِ الْمَعِيَّ مَعِيَّ خَاصَ غَيْرُ مَعِيَّةَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْإِحَاطَةَ الْعَامَّةَ And this is a particular specific type of Allah being with the creation. 
It is not the general type of Allah being with the creation in terms of Allah's knowledge and hearing and seeing, but rather this is more specific than that. It is the Al-Ma'iyya Al-Khasa as it is mentioned in the books of Aqeedah, the specific type of Allah being with you, and that is the Allah that is Allah aiding you. Allah aiding you and giving you success and giving you guardianship. That is for the one who remembers Allah a lot. For the one who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plentifully, then Allah is with that person in aiding him and guarding him and uh, giving that individual success. Allah mentions in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those who fear Him. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those who have taqwa of Him. And He is with those who are muhsinun. The muhsinun, the people of Ihsan, those who are in the highest levels of their obedience and worship to Allah, in perfecting their worship and obedience upon sincerity to Allah, in abandoning the haram and the sins, and even abandoning the mubah and the makruh, in order to reach the highest levels of ihsan, then Allah says, He is with those muhsinun. And similarly in the Quran, Wallahu ma'asabirin, that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the patient ones. Allah is with those who are patient. And in another ayah, wa inna Allah al muhsinin. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the muhsinin. And those who are muhsinun. They will be from those who remember Allah plentifully. They remember Allah in a great deal. فَالذَّاكِرُ لَهُ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْمَعِيَّةِ النَّصِيبُ الْوَافِرِ So those who remember Allah a lot, they remember Allah greatly. They are the ones who will have the great share of this specific being of Allah with them. Allah being there, being with them, in aiding them and guarding them, preserving them, giving them success. It will be greatly for those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly. Also, from the great virtues, and that there is one of the greatest of them. That there, that if you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot, and greatly and constantly, then Allah is with you in your aid, in your success, in your victory, in your preservation. Also from the great virtues and benefits of the remembrance of Allah, is that it is a means for blessings to come to you. It is a means for the blessings to come to you. وَمِنْ فَوَائِدِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّهُ جَلَّابٌ لِلنِّعَمْ دَافِعٌ لِلنِّقَمْ That it is something that brings you blessings. 
If you do the remembrance of Allah regularly and constantly, that is something which will bring you blessings. And it will remove and divert away from you the evils and the bads. The evil and the bad will be diverted away from you. But the blessings, they will come to you. For those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly. فَمَا اسْتُجْرِبَتْ نِعْمَةً وَلَا اسْتُدْثِعَتْ نِقْمَةً بِمِثْلِ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ There is nothing more that brings you blessings and diverts away from you the evils other than the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَالَ تَعَالَى إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُدَافِعُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends, meaning brings the good and diverts away the evil from those who have iman, those who are upon iman. فَدِفَاعُهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَ عَنْهُمْ هُوَ بِحَسَبِ قُوَّةِ إِمَانِهِمْ وَكَمَالِهِ And so Allah defending them, preserving them, protecting them, bringing them the blessings and removing from them the evils, will be based upon their level of Iman. And the level of Iman is something directly related to your level of remembrance of Allah. A person who has very little remembrance of Allah, then do not expect him to have a great deal of Iman. His Iman will be weak too. But those who have a great deal of remembrance of Allah, they are the ones whose iman will be greater. whomsoever his iman is greater and his remembrance of Allah is greater, then that is the individual who will have a greater share of this preservation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ نَقَصَ نَقَصْ ذِكْرًا بِذِكْرٍ وَنِسْيَانًا بِنِسْيَانًا And whomsoever is deficient in his remembrance of Allah, then so will be the preservation from Allah for that individual. Lower and lower, the less he has of remembrance, the less he has of iman, the less he has of protection from Allah. But the more he has of remembrance, the more he has of Iman, the more he has of the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, from the benefits and the virtues and the encouragements upon the remembrance of Allah, is that when you do the remembrance of Allah, you do supplications, then that is equivalent to other forms of worship. You may think that the remembrance of Allah is only something minor, but rather the remembrance of Allah and constant remembrance, it is and can be equivalent to other forms of worship. Even superrogatory hajj, like the example of superrogatory hajj, 
There is an example mentioned in the famous hadith of Abu Huraira. Radiallahu anhu. Anna fuqara al-muhajirina ataw Rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqalu. That the poor muhajirun, those who were in poverty, they came and said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulallah, O Messenger of Allah, ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِالْأُجُورِ The rich people have taken all of the reward. The poor people, the poor muhajirun, they came to the Prophet wasallam, and they said to him that the rich people have taken all of the reward. ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِالْأُجُورِ وَالنَّعِيمُ الْمُقِيمُ يُصَلُّونَ كَمَا نُصَلِّي They pray just like we pray. يَسُومُونَ كَمَا نَسُومُ They fast just like we fast. وَلَهُمْ فَضْلُ أَمْوَالِهِمْ يَحُجُّونَ بِهَا وَيَعْتَمِرُونَ وَيَجَاهِدُونَ وَيَتَصَدَّقُونَ But then on top of that, on top of the prayer and the fasting, that they do, which we can do too. They have extra money. And they can use that extra money to go and do supererogatory hajj. Or to go and do umrah. Or to go and fight in the path of Allah. Or to give in charity. So the poor companions... They came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, the rich people, the rich ones are getting more reward. They're taking all of the reward. They pray and we can pray. That's equal. They fast, we can fast. That's equal. But then after that point, there are other worships they can do because they got money which we can't. They've got money so they can do hajj every year, optional hajj as well. We can't. They got money, they can do Umrah regularly, go and do it, we can't. They've got money, they can go fight in the path of Allah, they can give in charity, we can't. So all of these extra worships they can do because of the money they've got, we can't do those. So they are getting all of these extra rewards because of the wealth they have, we can't get any of those rewards. So then the Prophet ﷺ said to them, فقال, أَلَا أُعَلِّمُكُمْ شَيْئًا تُدْرِكُونَ بِهِ مَنْ سَبَقَكُمْ أَلَا أُعَلِّمُكُمْ شَيْئًا تُدْرِكُونَ بِهِ مَنْ سَبَقَكُمْ He said, Shall I not teach you something? You'll be able to catch up to those who've gone ahead of you. Shall I not teach you something? You'll be able to catch up to those who've gone ahead of you. تَصْبِقُونَ بِهِ مَنْ بَعْدَكُمْ And you will be ahead of those who come after you. By doing these worships I'm about to tell you, you will be superior to those who come and do these worships after you. وَلَا أَحَدٌ يَكُونُ أَفْضَلَ مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا مَنْ صَنَعَ مَا صَنَعْتُمْ And nobody will be better than you except the one who does the same as what I'm about to tell you. قَالُوا بَلَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said, of course, O Messenger of Allah. Tell us. Meaning, what are these worships we can do and we will catch up to those rich people getting all those rewards, the rich sahaba getting all those rewards. 
How can we? What can we do? قال, he said to them, تسبحون وتحمدون وتكبرون خلف كل صلاة ثلاثا وثلاثين إلى آخر الحديث. He told them, say Subhanallah and say Alhamdulillah and say Allahu Akbar 33 times at the end of each prayer. They are all types of dhikr. And then the hadith goes on to mention other types as well. The point is the substitute that the Prophet ﷺ gave them for money that they couldn't get their rewards from was dhikr. You don't have money, you can't do all of those other deeds and worships. You can't do the extra hajj. You can't do the extra umrah. You can't do the charity. As a substitute for a worship you can do, that will catch you up to them in reward. You'll get the same reward. They're going and doing extra hajj every year. You can't afford to do that. You do something else, you'll get the same type of reward. What can you do and you'll get the same type of reward as them going to hajj? The remembrance of Allah. Make sure that you're upon the remembrance of Allah constantly and always. After the prayer, how many different types of supplications after the prayer? To say this 33 times is only one of them. To recite Ayatul Kursi, to recite Al Mu'awwadatan, to recite Al Ikhlas, Imagine a person was to do all of that recitation after every prayer, just like it mentions in the narrations. The one who recites, and the one who recites Ayatul Kursi, some of the narrations they talk about. The one who recites that, then there is nothing between you and paradise except death. When you die, paradise. For the one who keeps up with his remembrance of Allah constantly. So that's what they were told. If you don't have money and you're missing out on all of those extra actions of good deeds, and all of those rewards, then there's a substitute you can do. And you'll get the same reward as that. The dhikr. The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The different supplications. Do that, and it is as though you are getting the same rewards as those people spending their money on Hajj and Umrah and charity. You don't have the money, but dhikr will give you that reward too. So this indicates what a great amount of reward this is. So the Prophet said to them, فَجَعَلَ الذِّكْرِ عِوَضًا لَهُمْ عَمَّا فَاتَهُمْ مِنَ الْحَجِّ وَالْعُمْرَةِ وَالْجِهَادِ He made the remembrance of Allah a substitute for them. For what they have missed out on in terms of the Hajj and the Umrah and the Jihad. And he told them that they will be the ones going ahead in reward because of this remembrance they do. So then the rich companions, the rich people, they heard about this. They heard about this event. That the poor had gone to the Prophet ﷺ asking him, what can we do? The rich people do all these extra deeds, we can't do them. So the Prophet ﷺ told them, do dhikr. That will get you equivalent to them. The rich people heard about this. So what did they do? So they started doing dhikr as well. فَازْدَادُوا فَلَمَّا سَمِعَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِذَلِكَ عَمِلُوا بِهِ 
فازدادوا إلى صدقتهم وعبادتهم بمالهم التعبد بهذا الذكر فحازوا الفضيلتين so then they got the reward of all of the money they were spending in goodness and the reward of ذكر فنافسهم الفقراء وأخبروا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بأنهم قد شاركوهم في ذلك so then the poor ones came back and they said to the Prophet ﷺ, now they have become equal to us in dhikr as well. فَانْفَرَدُوا عَنْهُمْ بِمَا لَا قُدْرَةَ لَهُمْ عَلَيْهِ فَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَةُ وَالسَّلَامُ So now, now the rich people were doing everything and they were doing this extra thing of dhikr. Now it was the case that the rich people had that money, they could do that extra worship, the poor people had been told you can do dhikr to catch up to that, but then now the rich people were doing all of that and the dhikr, so now they were ahead again in that regard. Now it was a case of, that is the blessing of Allah, He gives it to whom He wills. So the Prophet said to them, ذَلِكَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ مَنْ That is the blessing of Allah, He gives it to whom He wills. If a person is blessed with wealth and he's been given that opportunity for worship with his wealth, then that is what Allah has bestowed upon him. Somebody hasn't been given that opportunity of wealth to do the worship with that, then you do what the Prophet ﷺ has said, remain upon your dhikr and remembrance and you get the rewards for that. And there is, as the scholars always say, who is better? Who is better? A rich person who is grateful for his wealth, so he uses it in the uh, way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uses it in charity and everything else. A rich person who is grateful for his wealth, so uses it in the path of Allah. Or a poor person who remains patient upon what Allah has decreed upon him of poverty. Which one is superior? gets more reward a rich person who uses the wealth Allah has given him in the path of Allah so he's grateful and shows his thanks to Allah for that blessing that's something good or a poor person who's in poverty but shows his gratitude in terms of his patience that this is what Allah has decreed upon him he's patient does his dhikr etc which one is better a poor person person huh? they both the rich one so then really the scholars they've talked a lot about this issue who would be superior and in the end in the end both because Allah says in the Quran inna akramakum indallahi atqakum the most noble of you with Allah is the one who fears Allah the most. So if you be a person upon poverty and you do not have this opportunity to spend in the path of Allah and do not have the opportunity to gain the rewards with your wealth, to do the actions of charity, etc. with your wealth, to do hajj every year with your wealth, you don't have that. But you are grateful to Allah and you are patient upon your situation, you do the dhikr, etc., and you have taqwa, 
then you may be superior to somebody who's rich and he's spending in the path of Allah if your taqwa is more than him. So it's all about the taqwa. There is one narration also in Sunan al-Tirmidhi and Sunan ibn Majah and the Mustadrak of al-Hakim. Hadith Abdullah ibn Busr radiyallahu anhu قال جاء أعرابي فقال يا رسول الله A Bedouin came and said O Messenger of Allah O Messenger of Allah إن شرائع الإسلام قد كثرت علي that the rulings of Islam, the legislations have become much upon me. There's, there's a lot to take in. فَأَخْبِرْنِي بِشَيْءٍ أَتَشَبَّثُ بِهِ So tell me something that I can يعني, stick to and do and perform. Tell me something. What, what, what do I need to focus on? قَالْ لَا يَزَالُ لِسَانُكَ رَطِبًا مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ that your tongue should always be moist with the remembrance of Allah. That your mouth should never dry out from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَدَلَّ النَّاصِحُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَدَلَّهُ النَّاصِحُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ عَلَى شَيْءٍ يُعِينُهُ عَلَى شَرَائِعِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَالْحِرْصِ عَلَيْهَا وَالْإِسْتِكْثَارِ مِنْهَا فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا اتَّخَذَ ذِكْرَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى شَعَارَةً أَحَبَّهُ وَأَحَبَّ مَا يُحِبُّ فَلَا شَيْءٌ أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِ مِنَ تَقَرُّبِ بِشَرَاعِ الْإِسْلَامِ So here the Prophet ﷺ, he advised this person with something that would help him upon all of those rulings of Islam. Because the man came to the Prophet ﷺ saying that all these rulings of Islam, they've become a lot. It's, it's become too much. What do I do? So the Prophet said to him, make sure you're always doing the remembrance of Allah. Why? Because the constant remembrance of Allah will cause his iman to be strong. And if your iman is strong, that will cause you to want to learn more about Islam and to practice more. So if this person was struggling with too many things, he was told, do your remembrance regular. Because that will increase your iman and that will help you to study and learn the religion and practice it more. That was the guidance the Prophet ﷺ gave to that individual. So you can see from this, you can see that there are a great deal of virtues behind the one who does a lot of remembrance and constant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next topic we're going to discuss briefly is Fadlu Majalis al-Dhikr. The virtues of the gatherings of remembrance. Fadlu Majalis al-Dhikr. The virtues of those gatherings of remembrance. Majalis al-Dhikr 
هي أزكى المجالس وأشرفها وأنفعها وأرفعها وهي أعلى المجالس قدرا عند الله وأجلها مكانة عنده The gatherings of remembrance they are the purest and noblest types of gatherings the most beneficial and the most elevated types of gatherings and they are the highest ranking types of gatherings with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are the gatherings that have the nobility they are the gatherings that have the benefit and they are elevated they are the gatherings of remembrance and there are many narrations in fact that talk about the gatherings of remembrance the salaf they used to mention often about coming together to study and to remember to do remembrance in terms of chains of narration for example the salaf used to say that or they used to get together to do dhikr in the sense of the revision of the chains of narration that is a gathering of dhikr when we say gatherings of dhikr we're not talking about what the sufis do come together and everybody says allahu 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 that is not the gathering of dhikr that is a gathering of bid'ah and innovation gatherings of dhikr are the gatherings upon the quran and the sunnah remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembering the quran and the sunnah revising it memorizing it they are the gatherings of dhikr so there are many narrations from the salaf regarding that it's mentioned abdullah ibn rawaha used to used to get hold of some of the companions used to get hold of some of his companions grab hold of them get them together and say ta'alaw come nu'minu sa'a used to grab hold of a few of them and say come come let us believe or have iman for a while what did he mean by that he meant ta'alaw falnadhkurillah come with me let us remember allah let us go and sit and remember Allah. وَنَزْدَادُ إِيمَانًا بِطَاعَتِهِ نَزْدَادُ إِيمَانًا بِطَاعَتِهِ We'll increase in Iman by doing worship to Him. لَعَلَّهُ يَذْكُرُنَا وَيَذْكِرُنَا بِمَغْفِرَتِهِ That perhaps it will remind us of His mercy, of His forgiveness. So it's mentioned, they used to say, Come with us, let us have Iman for a while. Sa'a doesn't just mean an hour. One hour is one of the meanings of the word sa'a in Arabic. The other meaning of it is just a period of time. So here, come with us for a period of time. Let us, let us engage in our Iman. Meaning what? Meaning let us sit together and revise. Revise the Sunnah, revise the Quran. Have a sitting which is upon the remembrance of Allah which will increase our iman and increase us in our worship and remind us of the forgiveness of Allah. So let us go and sit together and increase our iman for a while. Meaning revise the religion, the Quran and the Sunnah. 
وكان عمير بن حبيب الخطامي رضي الله عنه يقول الإيمان يزيد وينقص فقيل ما زيادته ونقصانه قال إذا ذكرنا الله عز وجل وحمدناه وسبحناه فذلك زيادته وإذا غفلنا وضيعنا ونسينا فذلك نقصانه In this famous narration of Umar ibn Habib al-Hutami Al-Hutami radiyallahu anhu He says Iman increases and decreases That is the statement of a companion Companion Umar radiyallahu anhu He said Iman increases and decreases Statement of a companion So they said to him What do you mean? How does it increase and how does it decrease? He said, إِذَا ذَكَرْنَا اللَّهَ وَحَمِدْنَاهُ وَسَبَّحْنَاهُ فَذَلِكَ زِيَادَتُهُ He said, when we remember Allah and we praise Him, Alhamdulillah, and we do the tasbih, subhanallah, when we do the remembrance of Allah, that is our iman, that helps our iman to increase. Remembrance of Allah helps the iman to increase. Statement of a sahabi this. وَإِذَا غَفَلْنَا وَضَيَعْنَا But if we are negligent and we forget about that ضَيَعْنَا وَنَسِينَا we, we lose that and we forget about that and we are negligent of the remembrance of Allah فَذَلِكَ نُقْصَانُ That is what causes deficiency in Iman. And there are many narrations like that from the Sahaba. Also it is mentioned Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal Idha marartum bi riyad al-jannah farta'u qalu ma riyad al-jannah qala hilaq al-dhikr statement of a companion again Anas radiyallahu anhu that in fact statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this Anas ibn Malik narrates that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the musnad of Imam Ahmad in the sunnah of At-Tirmidhi that when you pass by if you pass by the gardens of paradise then go to them stick to them قَالُوا وَمَا رِيَاضُ الْجَنَّةِ They said, what are the gardens of paradise? قَالْ حِلَقُ الذِّكْرِ He said, they are the circles of knowledge. The circles of knowledge, the Prophet ﷺ compared them, the circles of remembrance, to gardens of paradise. Gatherings of knowledge, gatherings of dhikr, gatherings of the remembrance of Allah, Quran, Sunnah, they are being compared to being Gardens of paradise, those gatherings of knowledge. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, Man sha'a 
أن يسكن الرياض الجنة في الدنيا فليستوطن مجالس الذكر فإنها رياض الجنة Whomsoever wishes to live in the gardens of paradise in this world You are in this world But you wish to live in the gardens of paradise already In this world How? فَلْيَسْتَوْطِنْ مَجَالِسَ الذِّكْرِ Then make sure you go and settle yourself at the gatherings of knowledge At the gatherings of remembrance Because they are the gardens of paradise those gatherings of knowledge, they are the gardens of paradise. Similarly, these gatherings of knowledge, these gatherings of knowledge, these gatherings of remembrance and knowledge, they are gatherings of the angels. The angels do not come and gather upon a gathering in this world except for the gatherings of remembrance and knowledge. Those are the gatherings that the angels they come upon. It's mentioned in a narration. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Inna lillahi malaikatan fudulan yatufuna fitturuqi yaltamisuna ahl al-dhikr that Allah has these additional angels that they go upon the various places looking for the circles of remembrance, looking for the gatherings of knowledge. فَإِذَا وَجَدُوا قَوْمًا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى تَنَادَوْا هَلُمُّوا إِلَى حَاجَتِكُمْ So when they find a gathering of knowledge going on, they call out to the others, Come, come to what you need. So the angels they come and they spread their wings upon that gathering of knowledge up to the uh, heavens of the earth. قال فيقول كيف لو رأوني قال فيقولون لو رأوك كانوا أشد لك عبادة وأشد لك تحميدا وتمجيدا وأكثر لك تسبيحا قال فيقول ما يسألوني قال يسألونك الجنة قال فيقول هل رأوها قال يقولون لا والله يا ربي ما يا ربي ما رأوها قال فيقول فكيف لو أنهم رأوها قال يقولون لو أنهم رأوها كانوا أشد عليها حرصا وأشد لها طلبا وأعظم فيها رغبة قال فيقول فمما يتعوذون قال من النار قال يقول وهل رأوها قال يقولون لا والله يا رب ما رأوها قال يقول فكيف لو رأوها قال يقولون لو رأوها كانوا أشد منها فرارا وأشد لها مخافة قال يقول فأشهد فأشهدكم أني قد غفرت لكم قال فيقول ملك من الملائكة فيهم فلان ليس منهم إنما جاء لحاجة قال هم الجلساء لا يشقى بهم جليسهم حديث إن صحيح البخاري صحيح مسلم In this narration it mentions that when the angels find a gathering of knowledge they call the other angels come so the angels come and they spread their wings upon them. 
Then Allah says to them, and Allah knows, but He says to them, What are my servants saying in that gathering of knowledge? The angels say they are doing your remembrance. Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah. They are remembering you. It is a gathering of remembrance and knowledge. Allah says, Have they ever seen me? The angels say, No. Then Allah says, What if they saw me? The angels say, if they saw you, they would be even greater in their worship and greater in their remembrance of you. Then it is said, Allah says, what are they asking me for? The angels say, they are asking you for paradise. Allah says, have they seen paradise? They say, no. Then Allah says, what if they saw it? The angels say, certainly if they saw it, they'd be even more severe in their zeal and desire for paradise. Then it is said, Allah says, what are they seeking refuge from? Then it is said, from the hellfire. Allah says, have they seen it? They say, no. What if they had seen it? The angels say they would be even more fearful of it and protecting themselves from it and running away from it and distancing themselves from it even more. So then in the end, Allah says, I testify you to the fact that I have forgiven them. And then an angel from amongst the angels says that, that gathering of knowledge, there was one person in there who was just there for the sake of it. For some other reason. He was just, he happened to be there for some other reason. But then Allah says, They are all gathered together, sitting together, even the one who was there for some other reason. He was in the gathering of knowledge with them. He will not be excluded. He will get that same promise. He will get that same reward. So this is a tremendous narration that talks about those gatherings of knowledge, that they are gatherings of the angels, that they are gatherings where it is not futile speech and wasted speech, rather it is remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembrance in the form of revising the Qur'an, the sunnah, in the praise of Allah, supplication to Allah, and those gatherings are certainly blessed. That is where we'll conclude today. Insha'Allah Ta'ala will carry on next week uh, with a few other points in the introduction and then perhaps the week after is where we'll start talking about some of the details of certain types of remembrance. So we'll conclude upon that for today then.